Hello and welcome to the Pouring My Art Out podcast. This is episode number 10 entitled Love Songs. Before we get started, hold on, I want to try something really quickly. Hey, 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 Jimmy, it's Arthur. Wait, what? Are you making fun of me? Nah, don't worry about it, man. I'm just being silly. Okay, man. Is everything good? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bummed. You know that TV show, The Big Bang Theory? Yeah, the one with the weird smart humans? Yeah. Well, I think that show was supposed to be about Leonard, and Sheldon Cooper was like a sidekick character. But Sheldon ended up being a major part of the show, maybe the main part. Arthur, are you trying to tell me something? It's just that all the advertisers want you to do the ads now, and you are way funnier than me. I feel like the sidekick. We are a team, man. Do you want half of the money I got for the ads? Well, I mean, how much are we talking about here? Wait, what? Oh, for crying out loud. I know, right? Well, keep it. You earned it. Hey, Arthur. I made a public service announcement about the virus on that garage band thing on your phone. Lay it on us, my hyperactive little mammal buddy. That was very sincere and heartfelt, Jimmy. Thanks. Okay, where was I? Oh yeah, the podcast. But first, a word from our sponsors. Have you ever needed a stiff drink, but you still have stuff to do? These days, of course you have. So try Zip Boom, the first alcoholic energy drink. Comes in many fantastic flavors, each with a massive energy kick and a large dose of sour mash whiskey. Zip Boom, you can still get stuff done, even if it's done wrong. Zip Boom. In previous episodes, I have made mention of the fact that many of the driving forces behind the creation of art are self-serving or selfish. I realize that this is a cynical viewpoint. That doesn't mean that it isn't true. Greed inspires art. Vanity and ego feed creativity. Even lust plays a part. There are ambivalent neutral motives for the creation of art. Sometimes it is a job. Nothing more, nothing less. I touched on religion as an engine for art. Although I am not a believer in any organized religion, I have studied them, and I am willing to admit that untold works of art were created for positive reasons, to connect mankind to a higher power and to make real the feeling of a believer. But of all the driving forces behind the creation of great art, love is the most incredible motive of all. Not just love of art, but love itself. The Taj Mahal of India is a monument to both religion and love. Love is an ideal. It is both easy and impossible to explain, to put into words or images or song. But we still try. 
Yeah, I'm a cynic, but I'm also a romantic as well. And like every artist ever, I have tried to express the emotion of love in some way that speaks to people, that moves them. It occurs to me as I write this that there are two obvious viewpoints or starting points when attempting to put love into some kind of artistic representation. You are either trying to express love to or about the person you love, or you are trying to express the emotion called love in a more general way. While it is possible to express either in a building or a carving or a statue or a painting, words are the obvious choice to use to boil down the idea of love, specifically or in general. Love poems and songs. How many words and how many languages have been crafted together, shaped, molded, polished, and ordered to bring the idea of love to life? We interrupt this podcast for a special news bulletin. I just talked to my older daughter in New York. After what I would consider the usual amount of wheedling, begging, pleading, whining, and pointing out that I have a birthday coming up, she agreed, as long as she is locked in her apartment with her husband because of this virus thing, to listen to my podcast. I mean, not all of it, but at least some. She had some feedback that is much appreciated. She says my whole, I don't have answers, just more questions routine is annoying and a cop-out. She says that people don't need more questions, they need answers. Well, I said that I wanted this to be an interactive experience and feedback is part of that. So in order to practice for my new role as answerer of questions, not just an asker of more questions, I will start off right here and now with Jimmy's help answering the question that is the focus of this episode. So here it is, the answer to the question, what is love? Hit it, Jimmy. Love is a many splendored thing that is blind and means never having to say you're sorry. Love hurts, love stings. Love, love, love. Love in an elevator. Love is all you need. Love. Okay, Jimmy, I think we made our point. Uh, Arthur? Yeah, Jimmy? What is our point? Our point is that we could have Googled every quote about love from every poem, song, book, play, movie, philosopher, or scientist, and they would all be right in some ways, and they wouldn't sum up what love really is. I mean, I know what love is. I have held my two baby daughters in my arms. I also know that I could spend the rest of my life trying to put love into artistic terms and still fall short. The cynical part of me thinks that love is a programmed set of chemical reactions and interactions instilled in our DNA by Mother Nature to further the evolution and continuation of our species and thereby ensure its survival. The artistic romantic part of me thinks that love is magic. Both are right. Love doesn't care how we define it, it just is. Or it isn't. So now that I have that off my chest, I will try from now on to answer some of the questions about art that I bring up. You know, between formulating more new questions, which I will then try to answer to the best of my ability. And in the spirit of my new mindset, here are two songs about love that I wrote long ago. I am sure that they will answer all kinds of questions. And once again, I apologize for the quality of the recordings. I did all these before mastering my little digital recorder. In fact, I still haven't mastered it, but I do love recording two tracks of me singing with myself. Also, I am a mediocre guitar player at best, 
and a so-so singer, so I tend to focus on a catchy rhythm and good lyrics. I won't read the words to you on this podcast. If you can't understand them, go to my blog, and at the top bar, you can click on links to little videos where you can see the lyrics. Here is Keep Coming Back to You. Hearted look at young love, the confusion, the roller coaster ride. I purposely made the chorus imply that the relationship didn't start off with fireworks, at least not for the girl. There is a sweetness to the song, but also a hint that there is no surety that this is the one true love. 
It raises questions about how long it's been going on and how long it will continue. Sorry, once again, more questions and answers. But there is passion, you must admit. Which brings us to the next song, which has the word passion right in the title. Here is Wisdom, Passion, and Pride. is the more confusing of the two in many ways. It is about yearning and longing and separation. I like to think that you can feel the love in this one. It is both sweet and bittersweet. Again, questions are raised because, hey, love is confusing, complicated, and volatile. The hotter it burns, the harder it is to contain. Obviously, she is gone, but for how long? For what reason? Is she coming back? And will she stay if she does? So yeah, sorry, more unanswered questions to annoy my daughter. 
As Jimmy pointed out in the episode he did, I listened mostly to hard rock from the 70s, my teenage years, but I tend to write ballads, blues, and love songs. I also tend to write songs about love in general and not the person I am in love with, which annoys my wife no end. I guess what it boils down to is this. There has been a lot of great art that tried to distill the essence of love into words and shapes and colors. There has also been a lot of art about breaking up and heartbreak as well. If you have ever been in love and conversely had your heart ripped into shreds, you will find some things in that art that you can relate to that will move you, but it will never capture the essence of love or heartache, not even all that art combined. You can't explain some things. You can't tell people in words what riding on a roller coaster feels like. You can't write a song or a poem or a story or paint a picture or carve a statue or build a building that sums up an emotion. All you can do is try to make people remember that emotion and relive it in their hearts. And hey, as long as I am in a mood to answer some questions, here are some more answers. Some of them are even mine. Yes, no, I did it once, but I didn't like it. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, I used to do that all the time. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You are fake news. Next. I have no idea who let the dogs out. We all like the Mona Lisa painting for our own individual reasons. Oh, Jimmy says he would like to share a few of his early versions of his public service announcements, so I should shut up, open my mouth, and let him share. Wash your hands and stay away. I'll give you a face full of pepper spray. And we... Too aggressive. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. And don't you touch that naughty place. You might not catch the virus. Who can tell? But I'm pretty sure you'll go to hell. Too much. Wash your hands and separate. By which I mean don't copulate. Uh, Next. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Waving your banner all over the place. Singing we will, we will. You are going to get me in a lawsuit, Jimmy. Okay, thanks, Jimmy. Bye, people. I will end the episode with the full version of the Zip Boom jingle that Jimmy put together for our newest sponsor. Zip Boom! Zip Boom! Zip Boom! Boom.